0: Hello. 2 2 Hello. Chat. 2 2, two, 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 two. Industry. Industry. Industry, <laughs> Industry. Okay, Industry, Industry. tactics. <laughs> Hello, this is it. Welcome back to Industry Tactics episode 83. What a beautiful talk with Frankie White, uh student of Doug Friesens. We get into all kinds of fun adventures. I mean, we talk Bon Jovi of all things. Didn't see that one coming, but that's in store, and uh, and a whole bunch more. Just what a persistent musician! You're going to learn a lot. I know I did. I was very inspired by this talk with Frankie White, episode eighty-three. I hope you're all doing well and safe. Stay uh, stay tuned to the podcast. We got a lot of exciting things coming up. Going to do a few more of those um, friendly's vinyl pop coming up uh and more more talks deep diving into the the wonderful impact that doug Friesen has had on so many wonderful toronto and canadian musicians we'll see you again soon on the podcast episode 83 frankie white Stuff. Not much. You scared um, you you scared me. Sorry about that. You woke me up.
1: Good. Um, can it, you see me?
0: No, not yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Okay. I mean, uh if if required, if you wanna stay in the audio only zone, we can try that too.
1: Whatever you think.
0: I don't wanna I'm... cut you off. I think a good visual cue is good.
1: Yes, true, fair. Dude, I'm loving the shirt you're wearing.
0: Thanks. I'm bleeding on it. I, uh, I bite my nails a lot, eh?
1: Oh, you do? Just like anxiety or just...
0: Yeah, I guess so. All my life. So yeah. I, just, I, I just wipe the blood on the shirt. It's a great shirt for a nail biter.
1: Awesome. Yeah, you wouldn't notice.
0: Thanks. Maybe. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. Nice to meet you. Frankie White on my screen.
1: That's it. Um, yo, how do you know, you know Frozen?
0: Well, that's a great question. Let's get into it. I don't even know. I think through Dave Clark. Okay. I, I think, um, or like Murray Shafer, because we go we go way back. I think Doug and I like longer than I would like to think. Um, well,
1: yeah, we're into it. Into it. We're yeah, recording. We're
0: into it. Yeah, Sorry. I am recording. It is recording. It is. Yeah. Just, I
1: totally uh I skipped all the pleasantries there and just
0: yeah, no, asked you a direct as, question. As did I. Good. Good for you. I, I like I like uh I like your tempo. <laughs> cool, dude. Good good tempo on, on Frank with Frankie White here so far, yeah. right out the gate, dear listener. Welcome back to Industry Tactics. Frankie White. What's going on? I don't know. I think this is episode number let me get it right, okay. Hang tight. I should know this. I think it's like eighty-four. Okay. Check. Let me check. I wanna. I wanna get it. I wanna get it just right. Industry tactics.
1: Uh, been at for a while. I uh,
0: a little bit, a little bit, and and so here we are, episode eighty. One two three. Eighty. I think it's eighty. Ah. Oh. I got to get it right. Sorry, now you're getting into my head a little bit here with the uh, eighty-three. We want to oh, be shoot. accurate. Eighty-three, okay. Frankie White. Welcome to the welcome to the program. Thanks so much. Where do we find you on this fine Thursday, May the fourteenth? Uh, in Toronto. In Toronto, quarantining as we all are. I hope.
1: Yep, quarantining, sitting on my apartment floor,
0: eating. Cheesecake, cherry cheesecake that you made from scratch from the Doug Ford recipe that will save us all.
1: Uh, That's not quite accurate, but (laughs) I'm eating. uh, Yeah, I'm eating healthy.
0: Good, good, good. As healthy as that, I hope.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: All right. So yeah, we got into it. This thing just hits records, and you sound great, by the way. Very clean signal. Cool, man. Um,
1: Same. Same. By the way.
0: Let's get it started proper then. You tried to pull the old, uh, the old flip on me, but how, did, how, do, how do you know Doug Friesen? I guess through, yeah, go ahead.
1: Um, yeah, I, I met Doug Friesen in grade 10 uh, at Rosedale High School for the Arts. He was my, well, when we met, yeah. he wasn't my music teacher actually.
0: Yeah, and when, when did you, what was your era at Rosedale?
1: Uh, must have been like two thousand four or five ish. Okay. okay. I'm not as accurate with the dates as Bennett.
0: Bennett's pretty was pretty, yeah he he had to set the record straight there in episode number eighty two.
1: Yeah, so if anyone wants to know specifically the mm-hmm. dates, go back to that episode.
0: Yeah, he had dates to yet he, he had details to fix in that episode. I noticed.
1: Right, totally.
0: <laughs> which I which I enjoyed because That's we're awesome. trying to, we're trying to refine the focus on this thing. 100%. On this, a multi-perspective case study on the work uh, and the impact of Doug Friesen at that school in in that, whatever it was, six, eight, who knows, longer year period?
1: Yes, yes, somewhere in there.
0: So you did grade 10, 11, 12 with him then, is that right?
1: Yeah, uh, I, was, I was trying to think back um, because when I came to Rosedale, so when I graduated middle school, I ended up going to Northern Secondary School for grade nine mm-hmm. and left there and decided to, like, there were no musicians, kind of like your standard band class, left there to go to Rosedale. And when I, when I got to Rosedale, I was put in David Hayes' class in grade 10. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: what I remember- your first, instrument? What was your instrument?
1: It was drums. Okay. Um I've been drumming since I was nine years old and had been I had bands uh at that time, like as much of a band as you can have when you're that yeah. young.
2: Yeah.
1: Um so when I got to Rosedale, I really wanted to pursue that instrument and I I it was really interesting listening to the other uh, um the other episodes because a lot of what Bennett was saying and what Georgia was saying was that they they came to Rosedale and had this kind of like broad experience. But when I arrived at Rosedale, Mm -hmm. I kind of had a laser wide focus in regards to what I wanted to do and both the, the limitations that I had uh, so far as like academically with like, I had like severe learning disability and was struggling within the system. And so I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to like secure my place there. So I remember when I got there, were actually there was actually a lot of conflict in that first uh class with David Hayes with the students because there were only like certain numbers of spots for certain instruments. And I was like, oh man, I do not want to get put on like tuba. Like I wanna play what I can play. And uh Mm. so so I remember auditioning for drums, got it. And I don't know how I'm freezing came up to me. Like I wasn't in his class. I don't know how, I don't, I don't know if he heard me play. Um, he must have somehow, but I remember like sitting on the floor of the foyer and he was just like, you. Um, and yeah. I, think it, I think at that point to make conversation, he was like, so you're the, you're the one who likes Sloan. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was, he was like, I know those guys. And, uh, and I was like, holy smokes. Um, he's like, I'm putting together a combo. Do you want to be in it? And I was like, yeah, count me. me in. So it was kind of uh random. Um we I felt I feel like we were all kind of plucked from obscurity. Uh you know, this kind of like yeah. weird disparate like disparate faction of kids with nothing in common.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean you mentioned having a, a learning disability and and um I wonder how Doug's approach to education might kind of celebrate the people who don't necessarily fit in that you know straight and narrow trajectory of of what education should be or the form of education
1: absolutely
0: i don't know Do do you think there's something there or
1: absolutely i mean i left rosedale probably doing uh as well as I could have been doing in that kind of system. Um, And I think a lot of that had to do with with Doug. And when I think back, what he was doing was pretty subversive in a number of different ways in regards to um, not only messing with our expectations Mm
2: -hmm.
1: of music, but messing with the system itself of education and specifically music education. Um, So for a kid like me, that was like, really exciting empowering. um totally empowering and yeah. you know with the combo with the first iteration of the combo um it, was, yeah. it felt a lot like you know like dead poet society like at any moment <laughs> one of us was going to stand up on on a desk and be like you know oh captain my captain yeah. but that yeah. almost wasn't even the point right he wanted us to think for ourselves That's and
2: i think
0: unique. Yeah, the, I like that. I like that comparison in a way. Like, I never, I never thought of it that way. But in a way, I'm kind of like hunting you all out. Like, and it's a great way to kind of get to know all these quirky musicians. And many of them, I, I've, I've come across. That's what kind of inspired the whole thing. But it's really nice to meet, to meet you and Bennett and and hopefully many others that that um that were part of this little clique that I think was really important. Right? Because you're still making music today, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely, and, and yeah, 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 that's really neat to me. Sorry, go go on. I I I cut you off a, a train of thought, which is what I tend to do. So
1: no, it's good. We can go anywhere. Yeah, I'll
0: run. I'll run interference. It's good. It's good.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, you were just asking me about just having a learning disability and whether that impacted me.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, and then, so like, who who were some of your 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 compatriots there that, that you got up on the desk uh, with? That like, who who were some of your colleagues that you remember? Some of those early musicians that were in that combo?
1: Yeah, that was well, Bennett Padukian,
0: there you who go.
1: you know was kind of like tall, had like a quiet kindness. Mm-hmm. You know, he loved punk, loved reggae. Um, Anthony McKnight who is like, you know, skateboarder, bass player, uh, yeah. love Bon Jovi, <laughs> that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> as um, we do, as we all do.
1: A hundred percent. Jim O'Brien, uh, Hanny, Hannah Krapavinsky, like crazy voice, uh, crazy horn player. Um, yeah. Nathan Del Vandenberg. Right. Um, Zoe, whose last name I can't remember either. Bennett couldn't remember her last name.
0: Awesome. The mysterious uh, Zoe.
1: Cameron Whitesell. Right. Um, that everyone i think that might well be this, is a, so oh, Sarah this is Benoit. a
0: pretty, okay
1: yeah
0: Great. she's on my list as well this is a pretty big band
1: yeah when you think about it yeah it's and, and what
0: w- what are your memories like what what do you remember doing with that group
1: um i feel like you know like um what do i remember doing i mean did I, a, did,
0: did, were you on the record that i played in the last episode like yes that you went yes. to a station? Okay, cool, cool, cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are a number of layers going on. I feel like for me, like just on an emotional level, I feel like mm-hmm. with the combo and the way that we were kind of recruited for the combo, there's this quote from uh, one of my favorite n- novellas, uh, The Body by Stephen King, mm-hmm. where uh, the quote is basically like, kids lose everything unless there's someone there to look out for them. I, that really resonates with me oh. with freezing. Oh. Um, I call him Friesen. Everyone's calling him Doug, and I just can't.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> good, 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 um,
1: good. So, on an emotional level, I feel like the combo was like uh, a family. Yeah. And we spent so much time together Um, after school, lunch hours. I remember getting to school like an hour early to hang out with, to listen, to like show up in the band room and listen to what, you know, Friesen was listening to or what he was thinking for the day. Like, at any time, you could walk in and wow. he'd be listening to like, Fugazi, yeah, um, or awesome. you know all the artists, and
0: mm-hmm. huh. so
1: there's that level of just like camaraderie.
0: Can you? And, uh, I'm I'm a little sl- I'm a little slow, uh, Frankie. Can you repeat that quote, which was really moving to me? You lose your.
1: So it's kids lose everything unless there's someone there to look out for them.
0: Stephen King. Yeah. Good. Um, and, and you feel you feel Doug, Doug was was on your side. He, he was there looking out for you so that you didn't lose everything.
1: Yeah, it wasn't only that. It was like he saw our potential and not only like did he not want us to lose that, he wanted to cultivate that and build on that potential.
0: So you were um, going in you were going in early to class, staying late, that kind of thing, because it didn't feel like work. It felt natural. It felt like you were fully engaged. eh?
1: Yeah, this wasn't even a class. Um, uh
0: that's cool was it it like no it was it was
1: so cool yeah you got a
0: credit you got credit though like he got you th- no
1: i didn't oh. get credit for this none of us got credit for this yeah for the, for the combo
0: well i respect um, that you were doing yeah. it you had to yeah that's cool
1: yeah and um musically we were doing um Like, there was a lot of listening. Like, that's like the music education part, but it didn't really feel like school. It was just like listening to records and the Mm -hmm. enthusiasm. Like, when you're a kid, when you're like grade nine, grade 10, everything, when you think about it, everything's like pretty new so far as like coming into your own sense of self and finding music that you like and relating to music and you're playing instruments. And I remember Friesen mirroring that enthusiasm and that energy, but he was in adult but like a reasonably like you know new adult like i think he was like 23 or something like that yeah 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 um but he had that enthusiasm as an adult um so for us like listening to tons of music together um with a critical ear learning how to listen critically how to dismantle uh tracks tracks to see what was going on yeah. Um and then there was playing and rehearsing and exper- like tons of experimentation um and making records and gigging live and mm. taking trips together. Um
0: Did you, were really you on the experience? Were you on the New York trip as well?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Meet. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And and this idea of like um when when Friesen first comes up to you and says Hey, you're into Sloan. I know those guys. Is that, was that like your, one of your first encounters?
1: That was, a, yeah, the very first time I met him.
0: And does he follow through on like, do you eventually end up meeting? Cause one of the things I notice in Doug's style in, in, in his, uh, in what works for him is that he will connect the dots to like real life, like bringing kids in to, you know, to, I think that New York experience you would have had some of those real life connections with other working musicians in New York, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I met those guys, the Sloan guys, not through freezing just from being around Toronto. I think something that, I think something that did inspire me that I hadn't made the connection in my head until I listened to your podcast with, with Doug was, um, like yeah, just um, connecting with other musicians on that kind of like community, peer-to-peer level, whether it was, mm-hmm. you know, I was halfway through high school and reaching out to the guys in Alice Cooper and I studied with them. Um, I was reaching out to basically my favorite musicians and just saying like, hey, can I learn from you?
2: Oh. Um,
1: and I was like 16 years old. Um, so that was like a really kind of, now that I look back, I'm like, oh, Friesen was doing the same thing. And I think that's kind of how I fell wow. into doing that.
0: In a way, you're, you, you you modeled that, right? That fearless kind of approach where it's like, yeah, let, let's see. And, and they usually will have time for you, right?
1: Yeah, especially because if you're – it's all about uh, – there was such like an eagerness and a hunger and a passion to learn. And it's fueled by this – inspiration right and Mm -hmm. so yeah so another really big kind of like connecting point for me with with doug um is a lot of the names that he was uh you know bringing up in in education i was Mm -hmm. in his class for grade 11 and grade 12 but a lot of the names that he was bringing up like i grew up like punk and rock and roll and watching much music and really kind of like major label bands and stuff like that. But a lot of the names that Doug was bringing up, like John Cage,
2: uh,
1: Frank Zappa, uh, Mike Patton. At that time, a lot of these bigger musicians were, it was a weird coincidence, but we're like also echoing those kinds of names. Like at that time, I remember the tragically hip had a Mm -hmm. song called Tiger the lion, uh, which is on music at work, I think. Mm -hmm. And the quote, or the lyric, I guess, that Gord Downey wrote on that record was, uh, John Cage had come to feel uh, that art in our time was far less important than our daily lives. Mm. And, uh, (laughs) which was like, "It's a great song. And at that time, he was doing, like, Coke Machine Glow. And, like, I think Dave Clark was in his band. Or I think maybe Dale Morningstar was in his band. That's right. And Zappa had the Alice Cooper connection, like, connecting with Alice Cooper very early on. And so these these worlds were kind of clashing and I was like, Oh, like I haven't heard of these crazy musicians that <laughs> quote unquote yeah. crazy that Friesen's talking about like John Cage and Zorn and Jim Black and Mark Rabot and, mm-hmm. and Monk, like all the jazz stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But because these other musicians that I was following was echoing these, these concepts and, and we becoming interested in, in this way of doing music at the same time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I
1: was like, Oh, I, I got to pay attention to this.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome.
1: So I think Friesen kind of... At that time, Friesen was, like, gigging with Ron Sexsmith. He did a bit of that with, like, Don Kerr. And, and so yeah. for for him, like, just on a, just a professional musician level, so far as yeah. where I saw my life going, yeah. I was like, oh, he's doing it, like, for yeah. real. Like, Ron Sexsmith is a big deal. These guys in Sloan, like, that was a big deal to me. Um, yeah. He was making it real.
0: How important is that, though, eh? The fact that his it's like, it's steeped in real life. It's not like, like, I think that is one of the, the impressive things about Doug is that I think he kind of, through his work, fights that that, that. But what I will say is a bullshit adage that um, those who teach can't do, or whatever the fuck it is, right? Uh, Stephen King, I think was, that was, no, I'm, I'm kidding, it's not Stephen <laughs> King, but, but right, like that, What it, what, it, isn't that the, the thing? Those who, no, those who can't what is it? It's
1: those, those who can't do, teach.
0: Oh, what did I say? Those who can't teach, do? I don't know, but... I think I had it right, right? And that's then, it. You follow, you follow. You yeah, follow. that's it.
1: Right. It's more or less... And
0: that's it. it, right? So so I think like Doug's, Doug's work is steeped in real life, right? And, and his teaching, I think, it, it blurs those lines. So all of a sudden, you're gigging, you're recording... Um, you're mixing and mingling with all of these artists in his community and building community through it. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he's also like, it's yeah. Super special time. I think in my life when I look back, no doubt. I I think he's also a lot of our time together was spent besides the actual playing was spent. I love philosophy and stuff like that. And a lot of it was like posing these questions like what is music yeah. What's the point of what we're doing? Right. What is sound? Right. What about silence? Like, does sound have to be organized to be music?
0: Yeah. What makes
1: yep. what makes a note wrong or right? Can a note really be ascribed like a moral value?
0: So you're 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 getting like the punk rock education that we all deserve.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Everyone deserves this education. Um, I love it. I think that so some it was a really interesting environment because uh like I mentioned what he was doing was mm-hmm. somewhat subversive, and I think not everyone he got like extremely emotional reactions from kids, so like oh yeah, whether, yeah, like whether it was like you were really into it, like the combo we were really into it, or I remember because these these kinds of yeah. questions
2: yeah
1: your expectations, right, so I remember kids like. It's almost like dismantling someone's worldview. Right, I remember right, a exactly. kid, like, storming out of class, like, red-faced and, like, crying because, like, we were talking about, like, a sound. Can, you can make music with sound, but it doesn't even have to be an instrument.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: Um, I remember, like, throwing a cymbal against a wall. <laughs>
0: uh-huh, great. Or
1: you know, someone who starts <laughs> screaming mid song and freezing would love it. Like his expression would be like, you know, keep going down that road. Mm-hmm. Um, but from mm-hmm. the outside, it can look like chaos.
0: Well, if you're, if you're one of those students, those minds that needs that structure or the, this is the way music is supposed to be look out. and it's nice to hear that that it that that here i am just saying like wow doug's batting a thousand with with every you know what i mean like uh everybody loves doug but no i i would assume that there would be kids along the way where it didn't resonate maybe that philosophy and he had to probably change gears a little bit
1: for sure i mean it's not that it's not that they didn't love freezing it's just that the questions were really just we're really like emotionally disruptive to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which
1: I think is a good question.
0: Oh no, absolutely. Um, I wonder if you uh, in coming up either in grade earlier grades, like, I don't know. In late, late elementary school might've faced the same where it's like uh, someone's philosophy of what music should be or any other music teacher you've had in your life who, who may have like, if you kept down that path, turned you off. Who have may have done the Stephen King to you, if it, you know what I, you know what I mean. Like, did you ever come across someone that um, that defined music differently than you and helped you define it from a way that you uh, from a way that you disagreed with, and that helped you figure it out?
1: Yeah, I mean, after high school when I graduated, um, well, when I finished high school, I was like working for ten bands. Like um
0: 10 bands
1: yeah like paid gigs and Holy I was shit. i started studying with dave clark in like grade 11 and i was like gigging with him which was like an incredible opportunity um so when i graduated so you, uh, sorry go ahead
0: no 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 that's that's uh, that's interesting i didn't realize that um a lot of the people i'm most fascinated with have also had a side order of private lessons with Dave Clark. This sounds like like literally the ultimate diet for the, this is no mistake. What happened eh? with all of these um, with all of you. It's fascinating. For sure.
1: For sure. Okay, keep going.
0: Sorry. Sorry.
1: Um, so yeah, so hey, just, yeah. just to your question. Um, so I was immersed in this like really free environment and then I graduated and I'm gigging and I'm like doing the thing as I've been more or less shown how to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to Berkeley uh, in Boston, Berkeley mm-hmm. College of Music for a summer, and it was amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was like you could study any kind of music there. Like, you, like I went there and studied like metal fusion, wow. <laughs> just like like under wow. like Mike Mangini from Dream Theater and oh, wow. Robert Falzano, and just it was just like such a cool environment, mm-hmm. really supportive. And then I came, but I came back because I had gotten into Humber College.
0: Okay, great.
1: And the first day at Humber College, uh, they were like, quit all of your gigs, you won't have time for it. Uh, you need to be in the practice room. Oh. And I was like, What? Oh. Like, oh. I was like, What do you what do you mean? Like, you yeah. don't have time for it. And then <laughs> I remember being in an ensemble and I started doing the things that I had been learning, like with freezing. Like I remember uh-huh. like come to like my time to solo like on the drums when we were trading like fours or something. And yeah. I would just leave silence. Amazing. Like, he, well, they were kind of like, yeah, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Excuse my language. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I only lasted there for two months.
0: Wow. Wow. We have a, we have a, 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 true musician on our hands here, ladies and gentlemen, Frankie, Music school dropout. welcome to industry tactics. Um, I am really impressed with with all that I'm hearing. Can we? Um, why don't we cut to, to to play some of your music? Do you want to um, you want to cue up a track and just give it a quick introduction for us?
1: Sure. Yeah. Let me find one.
0: Awesome. Uh, so who, who plays in that band with you?
1: In, in Frankie White? Um, yeah. who, uh, Jake Nicole was in the band. Uh-huh. Uh Great, amazing drummer from Hamilton. Um, Dan Cavalcante, no Toronto musicians. Kay. Um, Monty just goes by Monty. Awesome. <laughs> no, awesome. That, that is his last name. Um, but yeah, so...
0: Cool. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing that. What was that track that we just heard?
1: Uh, it's called Mississippi.
0: Mississippi. Beautiful. Recorded live off the floor. Yeah, Noble. Thank you. Thank you. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. At Noble, a fine studio. Or, or do, did you mean like, yes, a noble act to uh, mm-hmm. record live off the floor?
1: No, no, no. I meant it, noble Okay, studios, thank so you. you. It.
0: And, and a noble act to do what you did. But uh, so so you're in ten bands. So you leave. You go into ten bands. Let's name the bands really quickly.
1: Yeah, let's see if I can remember. Oh, this um, is
0: fun. This is fun. As fast as you can.
1: Woodshed Orchestra.
0: Oh, come on.
1: Um, I was in like a band called like Saw. Or- Do you know Saw Orchestra? With um, who was in that? It was so weird. There were, there was like ten people playing saws.
0: Whoa. Oh, yeah. uh, you were in Frankie White. I'm gonna stop you right there. You were in James. Yes. James. What's his last name?
1: I can't remember his last name right now, dude. We
0: need to get, need to get his last name. James, yeah. uh James, uh
1: I was about to say with James, but I didn't know his last name, dude.
0: James, not not Patterson. But anyway, James from the singing Saw Shadow Orchestra. You played Saw?
1: Yeah, no, I played drums. They played saws. I played
0: drum. Oh, yeah. Okay, so did you ever play in Brampton in my hometown?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Then, then we've met before. I would have booked you in Brampton. I, I booked that show. That's amazing. We've crossed paths, frankly. That's
1: weird, dude. That's, that's weird. That's
0: very exciting to me. That's very exciting. That's one of my favorite bands of all time, the Singing Saw Shadow Show.
1: Yeah, that's it, dude.
0: <laughs> Ready, you're in two of my favorite bands of all time. And you've That's just it. left high school. You're in the Woodshed Orchestra. You're in the Singing Saw Shadow Show. Keep yeah. going.
1: Uh, there's a band called Random Order, which is like punk ska band that toured across. Do you know John Jowett? Yes. Yeah, he was in it. And uh, Lynx, can't remember their last name. Um, well, what's hey. the last name? Anyway, um, I had a band called Model at that point, which Chris Whitley from Rosedale was in it. Um, oh, yeah, great. Lindsay Cotteridge down from downs from Rosedale was in it. Um, and, uh, yeah. A number of people and then um, i trying to think now of other gigs that I was doing. Um, I had like a band called the big rock show with Tony McKnight, Sounds
0: um,
1: funny. Luke, dude i can't so it's so hard to remember people no
0: saying. i know i know i don't don't hurt anyway
1: your, yeah yeah don't hurt my brain dude
0: um james i checked google while you were talking so sorry that i phased out there a little bit the list no of, that's fine so, i'm like trying to james remember. anderson yeah ringleader of the singing saw shadow show what a show that was the sound of it's like a choir of singing saws that's well, it, dude. That is so special that you that you were doing that, and it sounds like a number of other bands and a number of other genres. So like you're you're all over the place musically. Then, eh, is that is that fair to say?
1: Um, at the time I was, yeah. Um, wow. I mean, Dave Dave Clark at that time was basically just yeah. like sending me gigs.
0: Mm-hmm, I um, bet which he is was. How I ended
1: up ended up with all that all that stuff going on, but um, how exciting! It was super exciting. And um, for me, I was, I met Duncan Coots from Our Lady Peace like right when I was graduating high school. And Uh that's when I kind of really narrowed my focus musically and was like, I'd spent so much time doing uh, this avant garde jazz thing Mm -hmm. and this crazy kind of music. And I was like, I really want to be like in a rock band, like in a punk rock band, in a rock band. Yeah, and so that's when I started doing that. Like, I, I narrowed my focus and and put my energy towards doing that.
0: So, how did you meet Duncan Coots? Um, Do you remember a, that?
1: A weird family connection, like his. Oh,
0: great, great.
1: His what was it, dude? Someone married somebody. <laughs> I can't remember. Exactly. No, that, well, that's fine.
0: And yeah. then, and then I don't want to. I don't want to hurt your brain as we as we discuss. So yeah. so how do you so you, what you connect with Our Lady Peace? Like, how, walk me through that.
1: Yeah. So we met just you know when I was like seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, and uh-huh. he was like, if you ever have something that you want to do or stuff stuff that you want to send me, just you can send it to me. And I didn't follow up because I was like, I want to finish high school yeah. and and just yeah. get that out of the way because when you graduate, it's like go time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like I graduated high school and called him and was like, here's some songs that I've written. Will you have a listen? And he did. And he was like, let's do some stuff. Wow. So Yeah, it was pretty organic that way.
0: I love it. I also love how daring you are. of just like, I, I love the, the spirit of like, when, when you finish high school, it's go time.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, did you yeah. know that?
0: Did you know that in your life that it was, Oh yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. cause like with Friesen, I mean, for me, like, like I said with Rosedale, Rosedale to me was almost like a trade school, like because awesome. I was really struggling academically. Like I didn't even yeah. finish high school math, dude. They were like, yeah, we'll just sub it with a music. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. another yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. so like I was like either skipping class to practice drums or mm skipping class to see what freezing was doing yeah uh, great great um you know and I just couldn't wait Like I couldn't wait I remember auditioning yeah. for like Fifi Dobson in high school I didn't get it but I remember like just, wow. just wanting to do it so badly wow and so as soon as I was as soon as I would be able to dictate my own schedule I was like I'm I'm stoked I'm gonna, I mean I want to do this
0: wow um, Wow, I'm I'm really I'm into uh, I'm into your spirit of the way that you're approaching all this stuff. It's very exciting. Very uplifting. And I you know what I love about it? I love the fact that like the education system just kind of misses out on 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 your celebration in a way. It's just like, yeah, yeah, the, the math thing is not even like you guys miss the point of real life. Like you got like you you got the perfect education. And it was no thanks to, or maybe I—I I, I don't want to undermine. I think like there's something really special going on at Rosedale at that time, but I don't think it was deliberate. Like I think it was deliberate from the weirdos who were who were leading the charge, like Doug. But I don't think, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was by design necessarily. That um, I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but I just think like you're. You're, you you were going where you were going with or without, like, the uh, the formality of it all. Like, like even Humber is another example of, like, lasting two months at Humber. I would say that's a real testament to where you wanted to go, you know? For
1: sure. And I think that's the spirit. I think that's frozen spirit, like... Yeah. So far as, like, formality is concerned. Like, mm-hmm. even with the combo, like, one of the coolest things about the combo, in a traditional sense, like, I don't... I don't think we were the best musicians, um, right. and I say that like with so much affection. I don't mean—that's um, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. mean, technically yeah. speaking, we're not yeah, necessarily yeah. the best musicians. Like, okay. we were the kind of like the odd choice, which is what I think made it so unique. And well, has,
0: yeah, and
1: there was so much passion and. And, and, a, and a almost lack of formality, like you're saying, and I think that if I had had other teachers kind of mm-hmm. open up whatever subject area that I was learning in a similar way, mm-hmm. um, I probably would have grasped grasped it in a different way or yeah. come to maybe I would have come to appreciate it in a different way, I'm not sure
0: yeah. Yeah, I like the. I'm kind of focusing our our interview around that Stephen King quote because I I really do think it's special. I really do think it's like choose your own adventure, and you all were lucky enough to to go down this weird path with Doug and and see it kind of ferment in many different ways, right? Like I know you all didn't become musicians, but but um, uh, you know some are. Music educators. It sounds like everyone's doing their thing within the, this community, within this world of music, which is the main thing, right?
1: Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Do, do
0: you teach now? Like, um, do, you, do you make like, any time for that in your practice now?
1: I'll teach kind of periodically, but it's not my main my okay. main gig. Yeah.
0: Okay. And yeah. what and sort of, I mean, I know like when would you have graduated from high school? Two thousand seven.
1: Two thousand five or six?
0: Sorry, my math is terrible. I didn't make it either uh, in in the math field. So, so, so two thousand five around there, eh? So you've been out for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, What have you like? What have? Where has it led you? Where has the music led you?
1: Uh, Well, like I said, I met Duncan and put a ton of energy into my band and had the opportunity to tour with many of my heroes, which was a really humbling opportunity to have.
0: Who are some of your, who Who would that have been like touring with some of your heroes? Who was,
1: who? yeah. So my band, our first big tour w- was with kiss. Oh my and, God. And did some stuff with Bon Jovi, did some, we gigged with OLP. Um, a lot of Canadian bands that were happening around that time, 2009, 2010, like, uh, Faber drive was around that time. Um, the Caroline Crush. Yeah. Just, just, you know, um, trying to remember, dude, I have songwriter brain.
2: Yeah. Which yeah like, yeah.
1: which is like when you're, you know, there was like a period of 10 years where I was like writing songs, uh, five days a week, three songs yeah. a day.
0: Yeah. And wow. Now I can't wow. remember anything. And then um, all of that, all of that touring is with the dead idols or.
1: or? Yeah. Yeah. My band. Yeah. And Very then cool. in, a, in around, in around 2000, uh, 14, I started to open myself up to other ways to work in music, which was, I started, I like love Jim Balance. I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but I studied, when I graduated high school, I studied songwriting under Jim for like a decade. I still feel like I'm studying under him. Um, Just because with my learning disability, uh, like disorganization is is a huge thing for me. So when I heard songs, I just couldn't, figure out the structure, uh, in a tangible way. So learning from him was like such a pivotal time in my life too.
0: Um,
1: but so 2013, 14, I started writing songs for other people producing records. Um, I started playing guitar for, uh, some major label artists. I don't know if you've heard of Andy. Um, we toured with, uh, we did like Demi, we did a leg on the Demi Lovato world tour. We did, One Republic. Um, so that's like pop music. So I started to get experience in other genres uh-huh. writing and playing wise. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so it's, that, kinda, se- it's that sounds so ride.
0: much fun. And are you still doing the thing with, uh, with Jim Valance? Like, are you still kind of learning and picking up some?
1: Yeah, always.
0: There? Yeah. It's wow. like,
1: it's like a chronic mentorship.
0: <laughs> that's that's that. Well, I think that's, um, is so valuable in terms, of, um, in, in terms of picking things up. Like, I, I just think what, what better a way, right, than, than to do it that way. It's so human, right?
1: Totally. I mean, yeah, that's kind of like now I can connect it back to freezing because if, if you want to learn something, yeah, uh, why not just be like, well, this person, I really admire the way that this person does it, and I'm struggling to figure it out, and, and I love connecting with people on that level. Um, yeah.
0: Is that how you've kind of, like, did you reach out to, how did you make that, forge that connection? Do you remember with Jim Valance? Like, yeah,
1: yeah. I reached out to him and, great. and was basically like, you've written my favorite songs of all time. Like I need to learn from you. <laughs> like, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and at that time he was like, I'm retired. <laughs> and I was like, well, can I just send you songs and can yeah. you tell me what you think? And like I asked permission and, and he said, yeah, he said he would listen to them. So over a mm-hmm. period of two years, I'd do that. And then mm-hmm. um, at a certain point, uh, I was like, I will come to Vancouver
0: cool. shovel your
1: driveway for a yeah, whole yeah. winter if you just talk to me face to face for 15 yeah. minutes. I was like, I just have a few questions about songwriting. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he was like, all right, let's meet.
0: I I love, I love how persistent you you sound. I really get that, that, that vibe. And I I think, I mean, isn't that, isn't that crucial, eh? Isn't that crucial?
1: It's the, it's like the, the hunger for, you know, for creating and for sharing, imagine, like imagination, you know, like the feeling that I get when I hear, um, the feeling that I get when I hear music that just like moves me is like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so E.T. is like one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And there's this part mm-hmm. in the movie where Elliot is like flying over these treetops across the moon with mm-hmm. E.T., like his best friend in, in, mm-hmm. in the front of his bike. And the moment is so he's so in awe of this moment that he laughs out loud. And I love that moment. That's how I feel like when you're so in awe, I'm just mm-hmm. so kind of amazed by this thing that's happening that you just, you just laugh or you cry or yeah, whatever the emotion is, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's how I feel when I'm, either connecting with someone about music or working on music, that that, it, that moves me in that way. Oh, that's uh, really
0: charming. That's really charming. I think that that is why we all do it, you know, and continue to do it. It's, it's these connections and, um, and, and feeling part of a thing that's bigger than any one of our instruments, any one of our bodies of work. It's like, uh, it's a beautiful thing we do, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, I I'm so impressed by by all that we've talked about, um, and how you are linking it back to to that impact that Doug had on you. You know, it's um, I I um oh boy, wh- where to go from here? I just I no I I think what what have you kind of picked up? It sounds like you've been like, I, now I'm going to bring it back to industry tactics. Like you've been touring with all these like like heavy hitters and learning under them. Like what what are some of the things that you've picked up over, over that experience?
1: Oh man, that's a huge question. Um,
0: you know, uh, who's yeah. looking to, to, who, for anyone who's like, you were in grade 10 and developing that fierce ferocity that you, that you clearly have in terms of uh, approaching people and just being yourself, you know, um, what yeah. all those things you picked up?
1: I think the biggest thing that I've picked up is mm-hmm. Uh, so many of these musicians that we look up to are lifelong learners and with learning comes humility and curiosity and um, Mm. yeah, like to keep uh, striving and seeking for that, for that, uh, not inspiration, but like that feeling that you get when you're, I feel like as soon as I know something and I have it down, like there's a risk of it getting, there's a risk of you kind of just phoning it in. Yeah. And I think that persisting in learning and persisting and following those seeds of inspiration. Um, I think that's really important. Like no matter how old you are or how much experience you have. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, guys like Dominic Miller, who's like one of my favorite guitar players, another one of my mentors, uh, he Mm -hmm. plays with sting. Um, Mm -hmm guys like Keith Scott, uh, guys like Mike Campbell, all these guys, I think persist in Mm. and learning and asking questions and, and community, like they persist in in community. Right. So I think those are kind of like the things that I learned most.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and your, um, I I, did you like, was it difficult with your learning disability or have you, have you sort of just kind of, you've, you've evolved the way you've evolved. Right. I mean, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really interested in that as well. I mean, you mentioned it even with Jim Valance, like it's, I don't know, like how has that played in? Is that, that ever been, I mean, obviously it's been a challenge for you, right. To, to kind of navigate, but you're clearly doing your thing.
1: Yeah. I think that uh, I'm a huge, like Henry Rollins fan. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think he has a learning disability, but I really resonate with how he describes how he works cognitively and emotionally, where mm-hmm. he is the first to show up and the last to go home. Um, uh-huh. it might take him longer than the next guy to complete something or to do something, but, um, he, he probably works harder than the next guy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. so for me, uh, with the experience that I have in school, uh, and with the, um, aid of so many mentors, like really great mentors, I've kind of mm-hmm. been able to figure out how I work and then how to expedite that process while mm-hmm. I'm working with someone so that it doesn't interfere as much with yeah. the process. Yeah. Um, that's,
0: that's the, that's the art form unto itself, isn't it?
1: Totally. Like figuring, knowing how you work and figuring yourself out is like a whole other thing, right?
0: Frankie White. Oh. Uh, you, you, speak a wisdom, uh and and thank you for sharing all of what you've shared today
1: thanks so much man this was so much fun i'm like a huge fan of freezing so
0: right on right on well i i really appreciate it do you want to end on another one of your tunes let's do it let's share it
1: sure um what what do
0: you got what do you got for us
1: i'll send you
0: we heard mississippi and now we're gonna finish the podcast with devil never sleeps and clearly frankie white never sleeps one of the hard work hardest working people in show business thank you
1: thank you so much rich
0: The tune was called Devil Never Sleeps by Frankie White, and uh, th- those two tracks that we heard in this episode are unreleased, so thanks Frankie again for for making time for the podcast, talking about Doug, and uh, and your incredible career to date, wishing you all the best as you move forward. And uh, and all of you as well. We will be back again with more episodes of Industry Tactics. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you're thinking. Tweet us if you're still on Twitter. At Industry Tactics. And get into it. You can find more information about me at FriendlyRich.com. Drop a line. Would love to hear from you. Bye.